Hey, this is Brennan Lemon. Before the episode, I just wanted to drop something on you real quick. We are releasing a book here at the Manius Continues Podcast. It's called The Power Bible. I'm releasing it in conjunction with William Petit, writer from Cora as well as comedian. Uh, it's a great book. It's a, a, a story basically of how William kicked his drug habit and how I came back from being homeless and within one year had paid off all of my debt had uh, recorded my stand-up comedy special, which you can check out on my YouTube channel, and uh, how we essentially created these lives for ourselves from really challenging circumstances. I want you guys to check it out. It's a really amazing book. If you follow the link in the show notes, it will take you to a landing page where I pitch it again and explain a little bit more about it, as well as a place where you can give your email address. We'll send you the first chapter for free and notify you when the book is released on Amazon. Really excited about it. James Altucher, New York Times bestselling author, is writing the foreword and could not be happier about it himself. So, Stay tuned, and without further ado, check out our interview with Rocco Sifredi. <laughs> because that's that's in Italian. Chicago means there. I'm going to take shit there. Exactly <laughs> there. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> you didn't know this? No, didn't I didn't know. know. I didn't know that. But if you if you know any Italian in Chicago, which I guess you must know some Italian. In Chicago, they will tell you the truth. Chicago means exactly this. <laughs> I feel like that's so... I'm going to have to do... When I do stand-up comedy later tonight, uh, Rocco, I'm going to have to yeah. say that on stage, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, you, have, you have to say this because that's really funny. I mean, Joy used to laugh like crazy because... That, you know, Joy is a really funny guy. So he used to really push me to, to do things crazy all the time. Oh, yeah. So I, so I was always making jokes with him. He used to really be like the serious guy who was talking normal and say, come on, tell, tell to John. He has to go back. He has to go back where he takes shit. And uh, I think <laughs> and John used to say, guys, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, if I I need to keep I need to get that story into the podcast, man, about the uh, Chicago's where Chicago. <laughs> to take a shit in Italian. <laughs> Chicago. Oh man. Uh, well, I'll start. We'll go ahead and start if that's cool. Then. Okay. This is the Madness Continues podcast. Uh, this is of course Brendan Lemon, the host. Uh, today I'm excited. I got we got a this guest. Everybody knows knows you, man. Like I feel like there's no people who don't who don't know you, which I, I think is really cool. And uh, you're an, an an extremely interesting man. You've lived a, a very interesting and amazing life. Um, I'm very excited to have the guest on the pod today, Rocco Sifredi. Wow, you say this pretty pretty good <laughs> because in in America they they call me Rocco 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 Rocco. Rocco yeah. Sifredi. I have lots of fan in America, as you said. In New York, they have like. Uh, Basket, basket people, basketball team. Yeah, yeah. Which they were, they were wearing my T-shirt. Rocco's Freddy Fun Club. That was very funny. A group of guys, really big, big fan from New York. Oh yeah, people, you have fans everywhere, man. And it's kind yeah. of interesting because uh, I was in New York uh, recently, and I went on a date with this uh, French woman, and uh, she's like, "Tell me about your podcast." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of different. I'm interviewing different people. I'm." And I just said, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to be interviewing Rocco. And she's like, who? And I'm like, you know, Rocco Sifredi. And she's like, oh, my God, really? Like, <laughs> it's just yeah, really Because in, uh, Fr in France, I'm, uh, let's say, my second country where I'm most famous is French. Because that's where everything started 35 years ago. Yeah. In Paris. Yeah. You um it's a I used to live there myself. Uh and it was cool to watch uh the documentary that you have on Netflix. It was yeah really cool to watch you speak French for a lot of it. Um, yeah, yeah. You're you're a very like I was gonna say for people who don't so anybody listening to the podcast who doesn't know who I have, is my guest today, uh Rocco is a, a a porn producer, actor, um uh, all around very interesting man um celebrity and speaks uh three languages at least and it was really not just a pioneer in the space but also i think uh just a fascinating uh man in general and uh now you live in budapest you have uh studios there you have a business 
And you have a wonderful family. I think one of the things that was really satisfying, to be honest, about watching the Netflix documentary was watching you interact with uh, your kids and having been back and forth with Lorenzo a little bit. Um, he's a super interesting guy, and I think you've, you're really living the life, man. You've kind of figured out how to do it and, uh, and teach us. You've got to teach us how to do it, Rocco. Well, thank you, thank you for your nice intro. I have to tell you that uh, we can say in Italian that I work really hard for it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I really work hard in the, in every direction. Of course, my big wish when I was very, very, very young. I'm talking about real young. I mean, 12 years old when I discovered sexuality by myself. Of course, I never. Oh, ever... you and I have that in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see. You know, it's funny. It's really funny because most of the people, like saying porn, I find with the same age, same strong uh, sexuality was only girls, really? only, only, only girls. So, mm. yeah, like Annette Schwartz, Kelly Stafford and girls who, are, who then became a really, really strong performer. Because when you have this kind of sexuality, you want to really discover yourself. Yeah. And you want to go deep, deep into yourself and see and try to find deeply what really is going on with you. Uh, so truthfully, I start long, long time ago. I never, never stop, never stop through through many different uh, steps. Of course, when you start to have sex, you just go uh, back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth till until I get this. Uh, I, I remember was I was with this girl. For my first first really motivation was to have as many girls as I could, of yeah. course. Oh well, then once I've, again, you and I have that in common. <laughs> yeah, then you see, that, then when I really start to have my first girl, let's say girlfriend, I was in porn since already one year. Mm. I remember I was this this girl. Her name was Tina. She was like a really cute small girl, but she had a strong attitude. So I remember we were together for a few months and she couldn't uh, really have an orgasm, like three months. So she's getting more and more difficult to get the orgasm. Then one day she just slapped my face so hard and I slapped her back and she came. I say, wow, this is new. <laughs> then from, from that point, from that point, I said, maybe women are not just go in and go out, go in and go out. You need to understand better yeah. what's going on. From that second, and I'm talking you, that second, my old sexuality changed because yeah. I remember that was on the 90, uh, eight, eight, uh, I mean, I started 86, 85. Yeah. I meet, I meet this girl 87. So from 87 to 88, end of 80s, I start to get to this sexuality where I wanted to check which girl mm. was like her. Mm. So I start, I start to get my own, own really experimental sexuality, not just work. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I have to say, uh, John Stagliano, for example, he always said that uh, the first time he met me in America, that was 89, 90, he always said, we had a sexuality in America, more or less everybody the same way, until this guy came in to the States. He oh, was yeah. talking about me, of course. Oh, yeah. And he, and he said, you, you really surprised me because you, we could see you had something special on you. This, and that was the special thing I had, of course, was try to bring to every girl, I, I would say, to the next step. Yeah. Which one is the next step? I don't know. But every time I would try to find the next floor. I'm talking about the next floor, sorry, yeah. not step floor. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's fascinating. This is what makes you such an interesting performer. And I think Stagliano's right when he said that about you is because, you know, I remember, so I was, I, um, I was watching the, um, I was watching the Netflix documentary. And I remember talking to my girlfriend is that what's so fascinating about watching your scenes is that this is exactly what you do. And there's something, it's almost like, and, and before I saw the Netflix doc, I remember thinking, it feels like Rocco's trying to like work something out or he's trying to like figure something out in each one of these scenes. It's not just sex. It's not just, Always. it's Always. not just, um, orgasm. It's not just, it's, there's something in here. And I remember, um, I, I was telling her, um, my girlfriend, uh, who I live with, I was like, I need to, 
we need to watch this. Like we got to watch part of this because it feels like Rocco's on a search for something. And, and, and it's and it's exactly what you said before when you told me, oh, we have something in common. People, people, which they are relate with this kind of sexuality, they understand each other much better. Otherwise, you easily misunderstand what I'm doing. Very easily. So this you is have to, you but, have to connect. That's exactly okay. So this is interesting because I feel like for for people who don't get it, they don't get it. And it's funny because you tell the story about your girlfriend who you know you guys slap each other and then she finally is able to come. Um, I I had a similar experience actually. I years ago I was I was not. I don't want to say I wasn't very sexual. Is not the way to describe it, but I was out of touch with something in my own sexuality. And I ended up dating a woman who needed to be, she needed to be hit, she needed to be choked, she needed to be all of these things. And and there was a part of me that finally, like, I connected with and I was like, oh, this has been here the whole time. I've just been afraid of it. And yeah. it's fascinating because I think that what had been so interesting about your performance and watching it was that there is a pro- there is a lot of people who have that and they have never known it until they wa- until they've encountered a scene that you've done or to or they've or they've seen some of your work. <laughs> well no, I'm serious, it's, it's, it's not for, just it's for sure. Yeah. No, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's I'm, I'm absolutely agree with you because I met so many people who told me the same thing. It's like uh, we see you do it so natural. So I mean I get I get this guys Always when I'm at the airport or on the street, they stop me and you can see the uh, from fan to fan with them eyes, the way they look at you. If, if it's somebody who really, really understand you, who really is your big fan. So you can see also by the question. So they some of the really nice compliments they give to me, it's like, man, I, I, I was having a certain sexuality. I can feel I, I like it, but... I was not comfortable until I see you doing. I say, look, this guy is doing so naturally, so smooth, with normal face. What the fuck? And then it's good. It's nothing wrong. So that this is for me the most big compliment. When the people f- doesn't feel confident on do something because they think they do something wrong, till they get this kind of. Uh, Come on, man. It's natural. Permission. You don't have to be they afraid. Per- you, so this you, kind of permission. Yeah. yeah, you give them permission. And it's fascinating because I, I can see this is probably the, tra- the case with you is that there are so many, you know, people have a relationship with, with, y- with you the way that they have no relationship with any other male porn star, I think, which is like, it almost feels like, it's so, so strange to say, but it almost feels like you're like their buddy or something. And they're like, yeah, we're yeah. just watching Rocco, you know, do it with, yeah. uh, you know, whomever. And it's funny because I feel like no other male porn star has occupies that kind of like space. And I think it's because of exactly what you just said. You give them permission to feel like it's okay to have the feelings that they've, that they've had. Did it- there is two, there is two things I have to tell you. One is the experience from long time I've been doing this. I was probably the first guy who experiment the rough sex, which became famous and became popular in the States uh, about middle end of 90s, rough sex. So every girl started to ask for, please choke me, pull my hair, spit on my face, uh, slap me. All those things when I start doing uh, was not too easy to go through because I had a lot of critics, a lot of guys who doesn't know what uh, they don't know what I was doing. They don't. They never did themselves. They were like, "Look, this guy is so violent." Truthfully, truthfully, if you look carefully, you always need the permission from a girl. Yeah. She always tell you without speaking when you can do something. That was the problem because somebody started to imitate me just because the rough sex became famous and they start to slap girls without not the right time with yeah. no permission no in that case <clears throat> me being the let's say the pioneer of this was not too easy to explaining that you guys have to <laughs> first of all you must to love what you do you must to love women to understand at what exactly time they give you the permission to do this, that, next, next, next. First. Second, they need to feel conf- 
completely confident on you. They give you them body, them life, and you have to bring them to the next level. So they have full confidence on you. They trust you. So you cannot fuck them up. You cannot lose control. This is the main point. Because most of the girls who love rough sex, they love that limits line, which they mentally they would love to cross, but real. They would like to be there without crossing, of course, because the crossing sometimes can be really bad. Yeah. You, you can turn to, yeah. Yeah. This is, no, I just, I'm glad that you said that because I think that, you know, for me and I think for a lot of, you know, for, for women who I've been with who have been, who have needed, who have needed rough sex or have loved rough sex, that's exactly the point, which is like there needs to be a consent and that consent you know, can be verbal, it could be nonverbal, like, like you just described, which is, but you have to trust your partner and you have to see that this is a, and she has to see that you are this kind of man and she can trust you and trust that, you know, the two of you are together and you're, you're, you're together, you're, you're going to a place. Um, and that requires a lot of sensitivity. And I think that when men get that wrong, that's where they get it wrong, which is, this isn't about me manhandling this woman to fulfill my desires like we're going somewhere together and can i can i yeah can i tell you something sorry if i interrupt you but this is very important yeah, yeah, in go porn ahead. in porn they use safe words yeah. so safe words is like red red means stop you go you go or you are too much uh, i didn't even know i didn't even know because the first time i was working uh, in america from long time stopping uh, I go back a few years ago, and I remember I was shooting with this girl that the first thing she says, nobody, never anybody finds my limits. I would love to see if you can find my limits. So I said, I can try. Then at one point, she keeps saying, red, red, but nobody told me red was was uh, <laughs> a limit. So yeah. I stop. I say, what the fuck means red? Why you tell me red all the time? Because that means stop. I can't take anymore. <laughs> but that was just by... Uh, uh, was just from the body motion, like she couldn't yeah. take any more anal sex for so long. Yeah. It was not really rough. The question is this. I learn without words. I learn with the look. I learn with vibration. I learn with the way the girl look at you and say, please more, please give me more, bring me to the next one, next one, next one, without speaking. But in America, they use the real words for safeness. I understand this. It's very cool. But uh, I tell you something very important. Sex is the only form of art because sex is art when you do it in a certain way, yeah. which, which, which cannot be act. Mm. You cannot act sex. So, so uh, rough sex, you can only do it good if you love it. You must love girls before in order to do rough sex good because if you don't know, if you don't feel the, the rough sex, Better not even go in that direction. Yep. Just keep doing your stuff because it can be really, really dangerous. This is the the, the main thing I wanted to say. No, I've, I appreciate you saying that. And I think there is a – I think you're right that there is a tr- there's a truth almost. There's a there's like a, a kind of truth in, in sex and in rough sex. And I feel like that's what I – I connected with that when I saw you in the, um, you know, again, I keep referencing it in the Netflix documentary, and I would encourage everyone listening to go watch it, is that it's, a, it's fascinating to watch because you, you're, you, it feels like when I watch Rocco, I'm like, he's on a search for truth here. And, I, and that resonates with me because I feel like in the times that I've had rough sex or I've had really good sex, it's been an, an attempt to find something, you know, to capture something. And... And and not just that, not just there, but I feel like in my life, and and this is why I was very excited to talk with you. That same pursuit is in lots of different places. You know, when I'm on a podcast and I'm trying to talk with someone, I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to get into something. When I'm doing stand-up comedy on stage in front of an audience, I'm trying to you know capture something in those moments. And it's 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 the same pursuit, but it's followed in different ways. And I think that you followed it very successfully in your life through sex and through through sex in the world of porn and in your own personal life. And I, I find that very fascinating because I think that you have found a certain amount of truth. And that's why it's interesting to watch that documentary because I think, wow, Rocco is such an interesting guy. And in many ways, he's kind of a normal guy. 
and he's he's, he's like an <laughs> and he's like an artist and he's like uh just any kind of other uh you know it resonated with me that I've spent a lot of time around comedians and around um writers and I thought I see in his soul the same thing I see in their souls without you know trying to overplay it too much and I think that that's why I was so excited to speak with you is because to hear you describe it as a pursuit is exactly how I've I've felt about it and and finding truth is is I think what what you've been after and I think what you know anyone who feels like that is after yeah because uh, to me the I describe my life always with these three words. You know, I have an academy. I teach young guys to be porn star or whatever they like to be in their life, but to get more confident towards camera, towards woman. And I always teach them three things, which has been uh, on my life. Passion. Passion is exactly how you can go for a long time. Without passion, I would be in a place where the crazy people are because doing what I've been doing for over 30 years without really like what I was doing, I would be completely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so passion, passion is number one. Humble, humble because you need to be humble to learn. You cannot go into the sex and thinking you know everything, you learn everything, you are the king, and uh, nobody can teach you nothing. Yeah, this I, is the no, worst. I, I, I definitely and, don't go into sex thinking I know everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, uh, what, women, I'm always, there is two reasons why I'm uh, always thinking I have always something new to learn. First of all, because it's true. Second, because they give me the opportunity to have every day new girl, <laughs> new sex. So, and uh, number three, irony. Irony, because uh, you have to be funny somehow. You have to take this very light because you decide to do a job which is not regular. It's not something which uh, everybody wake up in the morning and say, I'm porn star. You know, it's something you choose, which is very complicated to have a family when you choose uh, or, or any kind of relationship when you choose to be porn star. But in fact, because you are honest, destiny will probably help you like the destiny did with me. It make me uh, meet the perfect girl, the most pretty girl in the world, the most incredible girl in the world who never tried to change me, who never tried to tell me you cannot do anymore what you like the most and give me two wonderful boys, great family. So this is for me what I call when you give something good, you receive something good. Mm, there is mm. no, no, you, you have to be honest. That's the most important. You know what I always say to the girls, which they want to start because we were talking about rough sex be before today, the new generation, let's talk about the new generation. They come and uh, here I'm working in Budapest, of course. So we have a uh, 10, 15 girls a month, new coming even more. Sometimes they all 18, 18. Yeah. yeah. So that's so, so then, yeah, so that means if the age would be 16, they would come at 16. And there is a reason why. Because the new generation is not like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. New generation is like another step in another world. Mm. It's completely different. We are talking about girls who born with a telephone, with internet, with connection they were raised the, in this world they yeah. were raised in an, in another style so what what's happening is happening that these girls they they grow up with porn so they grow up as soon as they are 12 13 we were thinking about sex those girls grow up with porn in them uh, mobile so they they learn from what we do in video mm. and this is the main problem today. Most of the, the girls I interview when I do my casting, first thing they told me, uh, what kind of sex you like? That's the first question I ask. You like boys, you like girls, you like both, you like romantic. They go like most of them. Oh, I like art, rough. Some they go like, I love when you spit on me, pull my hair and choke me. I'm like, baby, you're 18. Where the fuck do you <laughs> learn this? So sometimes... So sometimes when you when you when you put a little try on this, uh, they go no no I like I like as soon as you try but not going so fast uh, so far really little you see them eye gangling like something is wrong so I'm like baby you sure they go to me uh, yeah yeah but I can see it's not good so I t I tell I stop and I say where did you see this I Google it so you imagine I Google it so. 
this is the problem. Yeah. This is the main problem today. That's why I'm saying this. I'm saying the the new generation, there is one good way on the new generation, that good side, sorry, that they are more free. People are free. They do. They have a different approach to their sexuality, to the way they 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 behave on life. But there is one problem in all this, that the hypocrisy of the adult mm, people, mm. they don't want to face the problem. So nobody really, where they need to do this in school or wherever, takes the one hour to describe what is porn and why porn is existing. Mm. Why why there is a, we are we are doing we are performing for, we're doing performing for adult people. We we are like a, a movie. There is horror. There is comedy. There is uh, action. There is drama. There is porn. Yeah, it's simple. We work for entertainment for adult, not education for children. Yeah, this for is the main problem. Yeah, yeah for And this is the main <laughs> problem we face today with the new generation, which they become more and more aggressive without any clue. They don't even know what they're talking about. Because if you put them really on test, you can see it's all blah, blah, blah. That's the main problem which I'm facing today. Most of these people, I decide not to do any more rough sex. Can you imagine this? Yeah. Because I notice, I notice this uh, this situation. Some of the people, or some of the girls, tell me, Rocco, you became weak or what? You became like uh, no, no girls. I love to do it. Whatever I feel with the other person, if I feel we are doing to imitate somebody like Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray, she did the first scene with me. Was a uh, I remember Mark Spiegler came with Sasha. She was 18. Yeah. I was in I was in Los Angeles doing this big movie for John Stalliano, Fashionistas. She came to me. It was big orgy. She's supposed to give me a blood job for for the beginning of the orgy. So I introduced myself, and she told me, "Hi, uh, Rocco. Can I ask you a question?" I'm like, "Yes. Tell me, Sasha." Can you get, can you punch my stomach before the blood job? I'm like what? <laughs> and she goes like, she goes like, yes. Uh, I mean, sorry, did I say something wrong? I didn't mean to offend you. I say no, 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 no. I can punch your stomach, no problem. But tell me why? Normally, normally, the girls who love rough sex, they love after you start, not before, before you, start. you start. Yeah. And she and she and. First, and anyway, punch on the stomach. I never heard it before. You know what she told me, Sasha? Don't worry. I thought you guys from porn was were a little bit advanced. So she goes like, don't worry. I will not ask anymore. So this girl was very special. Yeah. Lot of, lot of girl today, they try to imitate Sasha. This is what I don't like. Yeah. Well, because it's an inauthentic. It's not on, honest yeah. in the way that you just described. And yeah. watching her career has, I think, been a great example of this. That she, Incredible. She's Incredible. been in, I mean, not just her porn career, but her career in um, Open Windows or in um, uh, The Girlfriend Experience with Steven Soderbergh. I mean, she's, she, she honestly, she's a real talent. And there's something uh, inside of her that needs to, in a, in a similar way like we're describing, to get worked out in the world. And when you watch her in The Girlfriend Experience, she's, she's, a, she's a good actress because... It's not so much. I mean, acting like um, isn't so much putting on a mask as it is taking off layers to allow something that's already there to shine through. Um, I'm just, you know, thinking about uh, my acting experience and like she, she's really she she's she's good at that. And it's fascinating that you that that the story doesn't surprise me because it feels like she's always had that there. And and watching her, you guys are kindred spirits in a kind of way because watching her, her her scenes are very similar. There's a similar kind of feeling that comes across where you're like, Sasha is, is trying to get something here. It's not just that she's acting. So it's strange because trying to imitate her or honestly trying to imitate you from a norm, you know, from a, a, a normal person or, or, or non-porn actor or someone who's just entering porn, that would be a little bit like just trying to emulate a, or, or, or trying to act out a, a you know, a, 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 like Manny Pacquiao or like a famous boxer or something in the same kind yeah. of way where you're yeah. like, look, you, 
you know, this is their whole life experience has gone into this and, and training and, and, and lots of time. And it's not just something that you can pick up and do out of nowhere. Absolutely. And you know, you know something, uh, which is probably funny in Russia, the producers, they used to, they used to show my movies to the new porn uh, actor from Russia because they go like, they, they, they go like, this is the guy mostly the people love to watch so we have to, you guys have to learn the way it does and that for <laughs> and that and that for me was in one way was nice because it's like wow they try to they use me as an example yeah on the, on the other side <clears throat> when i used to get those guys some of those russian guy in budapest was catastrophic because the only thing they learned was to slap the girl's spit on the face i'm like and at uh, one time I, this guy and the he started in 10 seconds. He pulled the air, slapped the face, and spit on her face without even say his name. Hi, my name is. <laughs> so I'm like, I stop. I stop the camera. I say, what the fuck am you doing? And he say, he told me, hey, man, I thought this is your style. I'm, 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 I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, where the, who told you this? So well, to me, that's... to me, that was really, really bad. That's why I'm saying, at one point, they said, Fuck, if the people doesn't understand, you know, sex, it's only understandable for who practice, yeah. not for people who needs to work with it without have any clue of what they are doing. And uh, regarding Sasha, I have to tell you, if you tell me, Rocco, which one is your girl who you miss, who you didn't have the chance to shoot? Sasha Gray, because I received the first blood job, but then I never see her anymore ah. because she was always busy, busy, and then she quit. Uh, she she would have been incredible to do a movie together. Oh yeah, I mean, well, you know, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, but she completely, yeah, completely, out. completely out. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, it's funny because just to return to the analogy you used earlier, you were saying sex is art. It's the same thing as watching, you know, this Russian guy try to imitate your style it's the same thing as an artist trying to imitate another artist's style honestly like he has to find his own style in that space yes. and and that's the way i think someone becomes an artist you know like they say with stand-up comedy you know i'm always what got me into talking this is fascinating rocco if i can tell you my story for a minute is uh what got yes, me into yes. what got me into talking with porn stars is that i um i i spoke with chanel preston and oh, wow. Yeah. Great. And, I work with her. I work with her. She's, she's amazing. Incredible. She's amazing. Yeah. And she's a, she's not only is she a talent in the world of porn, but she's also a, she's an intelligent woman. She's interesting to talk with. I don't think we talked about porn almost the whole time. Um, we were just <laughs> we were just talking about uh, her podcast and current events and laughing about different things. She's um she's, she's so really... then you so then you so at that point you must think I'm completely stupid because we only talk about <laughs> sex and rough sex and <laughs> no, no, no I'm but kidding, this I'm is... kidding I'm kidding I'm yeah, kidding yeah yeah because with you, but, but with you it's like this is fascinating because this is not just your like your oeuvre but like your um. You have there's a lot we can talk about here, which is fascinating. But I got into talking with Chanel Preston and I've spoken with a number of different porn stars since, like Sylvie Sage, Lexington Steele. Yeah. And um because I think that with comedy, I'm fascinated because I think that there's an overlap somewhere with, with sex work that is like you're trying to be an artist, you're trying to find a style, you're trying to understand yourself, like in the same way that you just described. And and for me, I feel like the 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 world of comedy is one of self-discovery. You're trying to find something. You're trying to share an experience with an audience in the same way that you share an experience of sex with, with a partner. Um, and there's there's some truth that you're trying to find at the bottom of it. And it takes experience. And you have to figure out, you know, you can't imitate someone when you're trying to be f funny, when you're trying to be a comedian. You can try, but but it's you're not an artist. And the way that you become an artist is a process of self-discovery. I have to of course. I have to get up on stage. I have to write jokes that aren't funny before i wrote write jokes that are funny i have to i have to fuck up sometimes i have to look like an idiot until i find something that starts working and it takes like they say 10 years before a comedian actually comes into his or her own they start developing their own voice after about 10 years um because wow. of that reason and i think it's the same thing as is a similar just with this russian actor or something as someone who's stepping in to try to imitate you or model your style 
Like they, they can try that, but they need to find their own style. And you've had a whole life leading up to even your first scene, your first few years in the business where you were exploring your own sexuality that allowed you to display that in a way that no one had ever sort of seen before. But, but what you said is exactly right, because I did the same. When I start, I start, I look for the big, big guys. So the big guys for me was John Leslie, Joy Silvera, John Stagliano. So to me, looking the way John Leslie was acting was like motivation and try to imitate him a little bit to understand. Like I would say in Italian, we say we pick up some from him, some from the other, some from the other, and then we make our own our own show. So basically, I start to understand how to move around the camera, but then I let myself go and I went deep into my soul. It's like I need to find a way to connect myself with whatever turning me on, whatever I think is artistic, whatever I would like to see on the end of the show. So basically, you know, the brain of porn star needs to divide in more different parts in order to use one part for the girl, one part for your dick, one part for the director, one part for the creativity. Believe me, it's not easy, but in the end, there is one sense why this whole thing takes time. Mm, mm. I mean, this is, I, I think that's powerful to to hear is that it's like, it's just a lot of experience that you have to, there's a lot to maneuver. And I just think about yeah. myself on stage, trying to think about your material, the audience, different people in the audience. For sure, for body. sure you do the yeah. same. Yeah. For <laughs> sure you do the same, because if there is any moment where you get somebody uncomfortable, maybe somebody from the crowd would 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 pull pull you out from the concentration by saying something unexpected, and you need to have the backup to keep going and even maybe make a joke with the person without getting uh, interrupted too much. But in case it's happening, you need to have a plan B, plan C, plan D, all there. It's all in your portfolio and all co- all calls big experience. Yeah, you should try it sometime, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should, yeah. Well, you, should. you know, uh, just ju- just to talk about something different, I'm preparing actually a show on theater. It's not a, it's not a comedy stand-up comedy, but it's talking about my life. What you saw in Netflix is just part of my life. It's just a small moment. Actually, was one of my worst moment a few years ago when I really was facing yeah. uh, deeply inside me, like I didn't know where the fuck I was going. Uh, but uh, the the story I want to bring in theater will be my life, the way I start from when I start, from what what is my background, what what who I was when I born, how do I start to think about sex and what I did to go into this world. Uh, but it's going to be more fun, so it's not going to be so deep, uh, you know, deep uh, black side yeah. like yeah, yeah. Netflix. It will be a little bit, we will show also this, but mostly it's going to be the fun part. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. If you need help writing any bits of it, man, you just let me know. That I'm would a, be nice. I'm actually that would a, be nice. I'm actually Rocco, and I'm, a, I'm an award-winning uh, playwright. I wrote a play. I used to live in Paris, actually, years ago, and um, wrote a play that won Best Play in a festival there. So if you need any how, help... How is, how is your Italian? How is your Italian? Because... Uh, Bene. Uh, bene, bene. No, because the, I, I tell you, basically, the idea we have is to do in Italian, of course, mm-hmm. and maybe in French in Paris, because yeah. uh, since I, I speak not so good like Italian, but I do speak better than English French, so yeah. I probably will play also in Paris, and I will be very happy to ask you some, uh, some, you know, some nice uh, advice wait, for whenever. Okay, so because at the, at, the, at the moment, my big stress, you cannot believe, uh, we say in Italian, ansia da prestazione, it means when you go out there and maybe you get black, you don't remember any line, yep. what the fuck can you do? <laughs> this is my <laughs> first. And this is like, you know, they told me in Italy, they told me that's the same, like if you go in one set and your dick doesn't get up. So I said, that's... <laughs> 
that's could be the that's could be the situation but there if if the line goes away if something is going on what the fuck am i do well the director who's going to take care about me eh, luciano is a is a direct from Mel, uh, grammaturgo i don't know you say grammaturgo in english grammaturgy is v- Grammaturgy is uh, Luciano Melchionna. He's very famous. He told me only this. He told me when I told him this, my I was scared about this. He says, Rocco, don't worry, because if you go through me, you will love to go on stage. I'm the worst than 1,000 people watching at you. Oh, yeah. So that's 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 probably, he told me, don't worry, because I'm a much more, much more, strong and worse than those guys who's going to be waiting for you well that's exciting i'm excited to hear that you're doing this i think uh if yeah. you if you take it over to paris uh and then if you decide to bring it to new york or los angeles or wherever you want to do it in the states you let me know um because i will let be, you know for sure that'd be fantastic and uh, i would love to see you i'll have to keep in touch with lorenzo about this because i i would I, I it would be a very fun play to go see even if i don't understand it'll be a good opportunity for me to practice my italian uh <laughs> i will i will want to watch uh, yourself so i can uh, maybe l- pick up something there, learn something there. The way, because I think there is a lot of to learn how to be on stage, how to talk, how to look people, how to be delivering with emotion. Because, you know, it's a, it's a, I'm going to tell a true story. You know, there is one thing about people who doesn't know me and also who knows me. I always fight for true story. I tell you the yeah. story. Yesterday I was in TV with my son and the, we were against some kind of, uh, we were in a show, TV show, big TV show, but you know, it's this kind of little bit trash TV show where they try to pull out some problems. So mm. there is a lady, a writer who said, I saw your Netflix. I saw your Netflix. I never saw your movie, but I saw when you talk about the lady at the funeral of your mother, <laughs> that you, yeah. that you, that you stand up and uh, you did, you did, you did uh, with her everything. I'm like, no, I didn't do anything with her. Don't talk bad because I didn't have sex with her. And then she goes like, yes, you did. You say, I say, didn't have full sex. And then she goes back. No, you say. And then the lady, the, the show woman, Barbara Durso, she's like the host. Yeah. She's like, Rocco, please, the tale. Give us the tale. What you, sh- what you did, what you did. I say, okay, you want to know what I did? I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know what's happening to me. She was ag me, ag me, ag me at all sudden. I stand up, I pull out my dick, I put in her mouth and I came. But I didn't get I didn't get any blood job, I swear to God. There was there was act of uh, I don't know what the fuck him was, but it was I was two months close to my mother. Yeah. She was throwing out blood, she was sick, and I was in pain. And this girl was this girl, this old lady was hugging me, hugging me, but she was keep hugging me. I'm like, why she hugged me so much, much, much? I don't know what's going on. Maybe it was uh, uh, affect situation. But the lady, you know why she used this? To to show people that you became psycho doing yeah. porn. Yeah. And I, to- I told her, I told her, listen, there was, I was in porn from two years. Not enough time to become psycho. <laughs> I, I born psycho probably. But truthfully, some other people told me, Rocco, this is normal because you had a huge, huge pain, huge loss, but you are also sexual. Yeah. Those two things, those two things goes together. So nobody wants to use, uh, you know, to, to put in, in the table few options. They yeah. only want to use whatever they want. Well, so let the, me, this is, it's interesting because that story actually reminds me of, of my, so it was fascinating to watch you tell that story and hear you tell it again because... That reminds me of uh, my story, which is uh, similar, actually. You and I are similar people. I think this is why I was so fascinated wow. to talk with you. Is that I um, it's you know I I think that people you know sexuality is like the most visceral. It's like the most intimate part of you. And of after years ago, I went through a tragedy. My cousin, who I was very close to, passed away. I've never told this story before um, on the podcast or almost to anyone else ever. And his um he died tragically um along with his girlfriend they were on a tandem bicycle they were on a bicycle built for two wow. 
yeah, hit by a drunk driver in Florida. Um, I was living in France at the time. I had to come back to live in the States, and it was very depressing. It was very sad. But his his ex-girlfriend and I, like, r- I mean, not long after his funeral, ended up having sex together. Um, and it was, like, serious, and it was kind of violent um, for both of us. And it was funny because both of us afterwards were like, what... Like, what was that? Like, why did we decide to do that? We're not really people who are normally would be attracted to each other. But I think that it was this deep part that's trying to work itself out. And for someone like you or someone like me, it feels like that's just a part of who you are. And this is the way that this stuff comes out of you, you know? And that's and that's exactly, exactly what I feel about myself. Because I wasn't attracted to the lady. I wasn't... Uh, Something came out from me, which is so incredibly strong, was huge, strong energy. At, uh, but it's like I had, to me, it was like the missing love to my mother. Mm, mm, mm. Something, something, uh, because she was agony so strong and was, to me, was like connecting with her. Mm. Because... You believe or not, I didn't even move my my dick in her mouth. No yeah. even move. I just I just put there and I came, I put back, I was so embarrassed. But I look at her and she look at she looked at me uh, in my eye, she didn't understand anything, I guess. Yeah. But she she just looked at me like, Don't worry, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah. Nothing it's... happening. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm so, sorry to laugh at that. That's <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's funny. It's really, it's really funny because you know, it's. I didn't even, I didn't even get one millimeter of stroke. Yeah, nothing. Put close to her lips and come so much. I close back on my dick. On my, I look at. The, it was incredible. Incredible. That's the number. That's principle number three. That's irony. <laughs> no, it's, it oh. was unbelievable. But you know, pe- people sometimes try to use this story, like, uh, oh, "Okay, he does this." I never did this in my life yeah. again. So that was that's um, we are talking about twenty eight years ago, never happening again. So there was a moment, yeah, really incredible, strong, huge energy from loss of my mother, which have been two months there. Try it's like something really. Strong. Yeah, it's a powerful. It's just violent. a powerful energy. Violent. Yeah. Violent. Yeah. Violent. Violent. yeah. yeah. The um the I I mean I feel the same. I get I I definitely can 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 I feel that I feel that same sort of energy. Um, I want to shift. Uh, so so I want to sh- first of all, I think this is this is great. Like I've been so super excited to talk to you and and some of the things that you have to say I think are super relevant. I um. I really hope everybody goes and checks out who's um, interested from this podcast will check out the academy that you're starting. If it's something they want to they wanna go do, I would encourage them. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but I want to transition a little bit also to talk about one of the things that I think you mentioned it earlier I've been so impressed with in your life is that you have a really loving family and they're very... Yeah. I think you're a successful family man and not a lot of people would imagine that someone who's in the world of porn or has had the career you've had would be a successful family man. But it was um, very moving, actually, to watch that in the Netflix documentary also, is to see that not only do you love them very much, but they love you very much. And mm-hmm. you guys have, from an outward perspective, mostly a very normal, um, loving family. And I'm curious, what do you think is... How do you... How are you able to... To have, how do you have it all, Rocco? <laughs> I have to. I have to tell you the truth. First of all, I call, uh, as I told you in the beginning, uh, probably if if you are if you have good soul, let's call it like this, you are, you attract people who can recognize you. Mm. First of all, second second, I have to say, of course, Rosa was the biggest, the biggest, biggest luck of my life to meet her but nothing comes just uh, by luck so probably call it call it luck it's just the way i would say but it's the i know on my deepness that it's not just luck now how to keep going for so long very easy very very easy you must to love for real not fake not not uh, lying not the uh, fakeness with the good and the bad even when i went through so many i went through 
several times with addiction, sex addiction, so many mm, times. Mm. When you decide to, when you decide to do porn, and you decide sometimes to stop because you think the children start to grow, so you want to become a father without being any more fucking girls for living. That's what you start to think at one point when your boys grow because I'm Italian, so I try. I grew up with this mentality. So when I, when I, you have to know that when I start to do porn, my I go home and my mother said the doctor, the family doctor wants to talk to talk to you. She was very tense. I'm like, what what he wants? He wants to talk to you. Go go to see him. So this guy used to be huge guy, bold, big, very big. He said to me, Rocco, sit down with glasses. So he was very impressive. He said, sit down. I'm like, uh, hello, doctor. Yes. And he goes like, you are crazy. You decide to do porn. You 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 are crazy. He said, you never, you will never have family. The first thing he said, you will never have family. No woman wants to marry you. But that's not all. You will be having hell life. You will have a disease and you will probably die with disease and you will be ending with drugs and probably die with drugs. So, he, you know, he, I was looking at him saying, fuck, 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 but without answering. But when I told him, okay, it, uh, thanks for telling me all this, I will think about as soon as I go, I go out from that office, I slap the door behind me. I said, fuck you, motherfucker. What the <laughs> fuck is going on with you? I'm like, you know, I was so, I was so, it, it hurt me. But on the same time, my soul was broken in two. It's like my, my body wants to go whatever my desire was, porn, women. This is, was my life. You know what I said? I said, fuck, if he says, probably he's right. I will never find a woman who will love to share a life with me, with the guy who's taken this. So I said, who cares? I will fuck thousand and thousand women, not just one. So I decide to keep going with porn. Then look at this. Even if the doctor said, you can be sure you will not have family, I meet Rosa. I meet Rosa, give me two wonderful boys. I love them since day first. I was the most happy man when I started to do porn. I became incredibly happy, for real happiness, when I had porn and family. So to me, it was like a dream, which a dream which was not planned to come true. Mm. It was impossible to come true. So this plus this. Then you tell me how it's possible that the family loves you anyway. Because I never told them I was doctor or I was somebody else. So I always told them the truth. When the, one of my boys was very, very small, we used to take them to the big show. I, I don't know, if probably can you heard the awards show. Oh, yeah. So we, they used to come, they used to see me making photo with sexy girls around all the time. Of course, we didn't show them porn, but they knew who, what I was doing. They knew my papa was working connecting to sexy girls. So that was the thing. Imagine my second son, when he was two, three years old, used to see girls in lingerie for for uh, like a billboard, you know, on the street for promotion, for for swimsuit. He used to just point the girl and say, that girl is for Papa, that girl is for... I said, no, Papa, they are not all mine. Just <laughs> few, just few. So... So I never, I never really lie about my work. I always give them my deep love because to me, there is two things which I love. First, today is my, my family. And second is my work. Before, before my family was my work for sure. And the girl I work with. Today, the family comes first in any direction, even though we know to survive, to live, to have a good life. I need to work and I need to make movies. They respect this. Mm. I love them. I love them because they respect the fact that, okay, we have a special father, but we know he had a huge wish. He had, a, he, he was in love with what he's doing and he did it. That, that the, you know, even the question in the Netflix, when you heard, Lorenzo, when they asked him, that was the first time for me. I was, that was so emotional. I never asked him that question. And uh, they told him, the journalist asked him, what do you think about your father being porn star? I never asked him the question. I mm. said, one day, 
to me was like one day if they will ask me the question for sure they will ask me why you decide to do this i will tell them them that was the only thing who make me happy was the only thing who really make me happy you know after in life i started to love other things like piloting helicopters this is my big hobby or modelism mm-hmm. you know like but really women has taken my completely my life all mm. the way mm. so to, to me it was not difficult to explaining this but i'm not a father who brings who puts the the family up and then say okay i come back when i want i go in holiday alone I don't care if they are missing me. No, I always have been with them every second, even the only time where I've been, but I pay for it. I've been not a good father when I was in, uh, I was uh, in uh, depression of the, the, uh, the dependence. So you call yeah. the, yeah. when I was sex addict, because yep. sometimes, sometimes I, you, they want to play with me and you know the addiction just doesn't give a shit it takes you and you go you don't yeah. there is your son there is your wife and then sometimes i used to come back late and they, they i find them asleep i go to them I try to give a kiss but i was feeling yep. the worst shit as shit you cannot imagine yeah. so to me to me i really think i never lie to anybody because when i start to do porn you know when i start to do porn a first year i was ashamed to go out with girls and say i was porn star so i was saying i'm a model because i used to be tall good looking guy so i said what do you do for a living oh i'm modeling ah oh, nice nice then i'm like but if i if i like her and then she asked me again tomorrow and after tomorrow said at the second girl i said fuck I would say I'm porn star. If they if they don't like it, who cares? So I start to pull out my mask. Probably three months later, I start porn, and I never mm. put back. Never put back. I decide to live without mask. Yeah, and that's and this is the main secret. You know why people have problems with? They don't have to be porn star. I'm talking about normal people. Yeah, because they keep. They keep live with two, three different personality. They go with them wife and they play the, the good father. And then they go out from the house and they are fucking <laughs> the opposite. Maybe they love crazy stuff. So to me, that's the main thing is you have to, to understand who you are and you have to try to talk to the people who you love more and more and more. They are not stupid. I can tell you they, they, even if they don't talk to you, they understand everything. So mm-hmm. the worst is to hide. The worst is to play a, a game with the people who you love, and then you will lose them. I, I just love this. I love this advice, man. And I think that I would. I, I just want to drop a couple things real quick. You 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 had mentioned the moment where Lorenzo asked you. You asked Lorenzo in the documentary. I would encourage everybody to watch it because I actually almost cried when I watched it, Rocco, to be honest, is because I was like, wow, man, he really loves his family and they really love him. And I it's the same thing as it's funny. I told you about me and (laughs) I made my girlfriend watch part of that. That's one of the scenes I I had. her. I was like, you need to watch this. (laughs) Like he's he's a great man. He's a great man and he's emoting and he's not afraid to do it. And what you just described is so interesting, man, that like one of the things that I've talked a lot about on this podcast recently is I've, I've actually been speaking with a lot of feminists. And just before this interview, I interviewed um, two writers who wrote a, um, a really good book about... Why, uh, why, 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 sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but why feminists still existing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on, we are, we are 2019. You talk to me about feminists? I know, man, I know, I know. But one of the things that that is so fascinating to me is that I think you are not afraid, you, you embody... Uh, a kind of uh, masculinity that I think is really um, the world needs more of, which is that like you're not afraid to be vulnerable. Like what you just said is about like I've decided to be honest with everybody in my life. Like there are yeah. there are men listening to this podcast and and women, but 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 a lot of men listening to this podcast right now who are not being honest with themselves and not being honest with people in their lives and. And what in 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 coming from a guy who you know has had an amazing career and has an amazing family and has a lot of love in his life, um, 
you just said the keys are being honest and that takes a lot of vulnerability and i just want to like make sure that everybody listening to this understands that that like you know you would sure. not be the man you are today if you hadn't had made that choice and continued to make it throughout your life you know what i would never do a documentary with fakeness or try to put rocco as the best guy in the world or try to put uh... no why i told the director the only thing i asked them if you please interview everybody and put whatever you like, sh certainly don't use only people who talks good. Use also the people who talks bad, but ask why. What was wrong? Why you didn't like Rocco? What was wrong with him? So I don't like. I don't. I don't have that kind of problem that I need to show only one of my side. I understand very well if there is people who doesn't like so much what I do or the way I do. I understand. It's completely understandable you were talking about feminists before the reason why i make that joke is because lately feminists in italy i mean feminists some of the one left they talk about the same classic Shit. things yeah oh you guys over you, yeah. and over. oh you guys yeah. Yeah, you guys abuse women because you... No, come on. I say, today, guys, to hear this doesn't make any more sense. We have agency. There is no more. There is no more. I never met, but the people used to say this, that uh, there is pimps who brings girls. They they force them to be in porn. No, I never meet any pimp. I met sometimes, a long time ago, some husband or boyfriend, which was... Probably sometimes you get argue on the set because there was jealous, but never people get forced to do. And I would never personal as an actor, as director, as producer, work with a girl who she is forced to do this. Oh, never. Yeah. yeah. But I never, I never. And this is, I tell you why, because this is the only thing I like in my life. There is 10 commandments from Jesus. I'm not religious practicant i'm not somebody who i have born with a religion of course as, uh, as most of the italians but i'm not hypocritic i'm yeah. not hypocrite i'm a, i'm a not practicant but there is one commandment for me it's really important fundamental it's respect so i will never do what i don't want to receive so to me it's clear i don't play with sentiments I don't play with fakeness. I play with professionality. If a girl show up in a, uh, in the agency and she's over 18 and she's able to think with her brain, but really able, it's fine. I don't need more more info. And mm. that's I don't I don't call this uh, I don't call this uh, uh, take advantage of girl. Lately in Italy they go like. Oh, those young girls, they are 18, 19. Yes, but then if you girls, if you people think those girls are young and they need more knowledge, why you don't bring the age at 25 yeah, or, or higher or whatever? For yeah. the, I mean, or higher because I, I believe there is girls who are 14 who are, who are much more clever and they know exactly what they want than some girls who's 25. Yeah. This is not, this is not the case. We respect. There is one law and we respect to me. The most important is really to see the person on the ice and she tell me, Rocco, this is what I want to do. Maybe they will not be so experienced and I need to really be careful not to take advantage of it. But this is not my mentality. I don't have fun raping people. This is not my, yeah. my, and, and sometimes I don't understand those, uh, talking of some people who keep talking about this today we have girls who use but normal girls not porn star who use many vids uh, only fun uh, all kind of stuff they they just uh, registered and they do porn by themselves they don't need us anymore yeah. and they and they make money so now tell me who's abusing them there who's forcing them to do this there yeah. there is a thousand and thousand and thousand girls uh, webcam girls who, who all day long uh, play with them body sell them body for customers so today it's finished the story of uh, i mean exploitation to me never a, yeah. yeah exploitation today the people are free to sell them body the way they like it yeah there is people there is people who sell to a client, body to body, and there is people who who sell them body like we do for art. Because to me, 
to me, it's all connected in front of one camera with two people getting paid, not one. There is no one who pays and the other one receives. No, we are two people who is paying, getting paid to do a job. So we both work for thousand and thousand customers who will watch our performance. So now there is people who, who, who perform with voice. There is people who perform with body. And, but it's absolutely the same story. Yeah. No, I, I, you and I, are, once again, I feel like I'm similar. Is I, I love that this, one of the reasons I do this podcast is I like to talk with people who I disagree with sometimes. <laughs> and who I, or who I agree, or who I maybe disagree with, but I find that there's maybe some piece of agreement there that we can kind of work to, we can work through. But I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that there's, you know, we're living in 2019, and I think that uh, one of the, one of the, you know, people make choices that they, they know what to do. This isn't a, this isn't nothing is hidden from anybody, you know, oh. and and uh, and and the the way that you describe respect, I think, is the way to think about that. Um, I I just we're running up on time, and I want to be respectful of of your time on here, man. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time, Rocco. This has been a great Grazie. conversation, man. Um, Thanks to you. This was uh this was awesome. I I've wanted to I've wanted to talk with you since I saw that Netflix doc, and I was really glad to make a connection with Lorenzo and be able to make that happen. Um, you've got a you've got a great he situation. Told, he, to, he told me, he told <laughs> me that uh, he told me exactly this. He said, he said he knows what he's doing is very good because I told him he's in America, so far away. He said, yeah, but he has a great podcast. I I hear him; he's very good, he's very cool. So I said, let's do it. Uh, you see how much you see how much I love him because if you would have called me, you would have called me. Probably would say no, but because <laughs> he asked me, he asked me, but not not. I wouldn't have said no because I I don't uh, like you. No, no, the opposite because sometimes. I don't. Uh, I'm not connected like the the new generation is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this new way of uh, you know podcasts and stuff like this. So I'm I'm almost uh, ignorant on those directions. So I need to move forward and learn from young people. I oh, guess yeah. you are much. I guess you are much younger than me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. No, I'm 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 only I'm not too much older than than Lorenzo. So this is uh. But so, I see what you're that's doing. The thing. That's, I should say that's the thing. That's the thing. I see what you're doing with your Instagram TV and your Instagram account, and uh, you're putting out a lot of like really great media, man. And I think you have a good message. So I would encourage everybody to follow you. Um, where can people Where can people find you? Where can people learn about the academy and and follow you on social media? Uh, like you said, Instagram is the one we are uh, working mostly, but soon we start with uh, with uh, lesson. I, I don't know, you call this in English. Uh, we are starting to build a video for learning how yeah. to use the sexuality. Yeah, that'll be great. I mean, well, people will Online, follow you. Yeah. On, yeah, people will follow you on Instagram, I'm sure, and you'll inform them about where it is. And I'll link that yeah. in the show notes so people can follow your Instagram account. And uh, and and I'll link to the academy as well. And uh, sooner or later, I'll make my way out to Budapest and uh, would love any, to do a number a, two any, person. A, anytime, and uh, I will watch your show. They are on internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll send the link over to Lorenzo right after this. Send me some. Send me some. Send me some links so I will watch and I will ask you some advice. Yeah, yeah. You'll watch it and you'll be like, "This is For the guy show. who interviewed me. This guy's not funny at all." <laughs> no, let's let's. <laughs> That's, that that can be really funny, but I tell you something. Uh, it's always better to watch, and then we make the decision. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. That sounds good. Well, Rocco, thank you so much again, man. Take Thanks care. Thanks to you. Grazie mille. Ciao. Ciao. Chicago. I don't forget about Chicago. Oh yeah, I'll I'll have to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ciao. 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 Grazie. Ciao. Ciao.